Welcome, you're listening to the Cultivate Podcast, where we share stories to help us cultivate the characteristics of Christ. We're your hosts, Lydia Bridgman and Kayla Hallstrom. Thanks for joining us as we grow together. Welcome back, everyone. We hope you've been enjoying our last couple of episodes. If you haven't tuned in, I encourage you to go back and listen to our last episode with Andrew Wingo about spiritual gifts. Um, We've just got a lot of great feedback about that, and we really pray that it blesses you and encourages you. Yeah, we just love that episode so much. It was an awesome one and just so great to focus in on that topic. And I'm really excited for today's as well. Yeah, me too. We are honored today to have Pastor Tanner Smith with us to share his experience of planning a church here in Central Illinois. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Tanner. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's great to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you. We're excited. And we're just so thankful. Thanks for making the trip to Peoria here today and being with us. Um, We just love to have our guests start out by kind of introducing yourself to the listeners. Um, Feel free to share about your family, um, your hobbies, your work, really whatever you feel like you want to share to give us a picture of who you are and where God has you in this season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's uh, uh, it's funny, you know. I I, uh, my wife and I moved from Peoria in April. Uh, we moved from Peoria to the Quad Cities, which is where we're, we're planting Pathway Church. Um, and uh, uh, my wife's awesome. Her name's Alexa. But I, I'm, I'm kind of trying to tie this in because we had a baby uh, moved two days later in the middle of a quarantine. <laughs> two days. Two, yeah, we, he was two days wow. old when we moved, um, oh. right after we'd finished renovating our house. Well, I had finished renovating our house because <laughs> my wife was on bed rest uh, with oh. some medical complications. So our son was born in the middle of a quarantine, and then we moved to go plant to church. Um, so it's it's awesome, but I love my family. It's actually, it's really funny. Uh, my son is here. You might hear him in the background because we're at a uh, <laughs> rock solid recording studio and he's in like an audio booth <laughs> trying to <laughs> take a nap. So if you hear like a muffled scream, uh, he's fine. He's fine. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's all good. Um, but yeah, no, uh, uh, my wife's name's Alexa. My son's name is Dane. He's about six months old. Um, we call him chonk because he's just a little ball. Uh, and, uh, uh, let's see. Um, I love sports. Uh, I love, uh, building stuff. Um, woodworking is, is a kind of a hobby of mine. Um, we love dogs. Uh, mm. Shout out to all the dog people. If you're yep. a cat person, Aww. we're probably not friends. Uh, oh, that's Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> that is so sad. I love the dogs and the cats. They're awesome. It's uh, it's really funny because I feel like people who love dogs like there's an ant like there's a hatred for cat people and cat people are just like, <laughs> like uh, oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it dogs? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. But uh, so we have yeah we have two dogs. We have uh, a ten pound Shih Tzu whose name is Wendy. Um, um, and then we have a 150-pound English Mastiff whose oh. name is Atlas. Uh, and you can, I'll let you guys guess which dog is my wife's and which dog <laughs> is mine. <laughs> and also Trick which question. dog is now outside and which <laughs> dog is allowed inside. So, um, yeah, I mean, other than that, that's that's uh, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. So uh, I love, love Jesus. Um, and uh, we, you know, we're just in this crazy season as, as God's really, uh, kind of called and led us to, to plant a church. Um, you know, and so, uh, you guys are, are both kind of involved with Northwoods here in Peoria. I was on staff at the, the Galesburg campus, um, uh, with Northwoods as well, um, before we kind of transitioned into this. And so this is, uh, Pathways actually like the first, 
autonomous church plant right. um, that, that Northwoods is kind of um, helping send out. So it's, it's, it's been a really cool journey so far. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome to see where the Lord has you. And I mean, pandemic was crazy for everyone, but <laughs> baby two days renovating a house that might take yeah, top yeah. of the list. Yeah. That is a whirlwind. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. Church planning. Can you take us back to the beginning of this whole journey that you're on and where did the dream of church planning really begin for you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's interesting. Um, Cause I feel like I might have at the at some point in my life used the same word dream uh, when it comes to you know church planting. But um, the more I've gotten into this, the more I've shifted to using the the term calling. Mm. Um, because when when that really happened for me, I was in high school um, and I, and I had like a specific encounter with God where I felt like He called me to plant a church. Um, and, and so that, that really happened, uh, just, I had a whirlwind experience when I was in high school, I grew up as a pastor's kid. Um, and then kind of, I think similarly to a lot of Christians, a lot of us are in a place where we have head knowledge of who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And then there's an encounter and all of a sudden our head knowledge lines up with our heart knowledge. Um, and so in, in the midst of all that, I went on this trip to the East coast. And, and while I was there, I was, was learning, uh, actually specifically about church planting. We were traveling around to different church plants and hearing from different pastors. And, and there was one particular pastor who, um, I can I can remember it vividly because we were we were standing in the middle of his church and his his church was in this like abandoned uh, sawmill almost uh, and and it was just like it was so it was so mm-hmm. unique um, and I remember him sharing just his heart for the city the community he was in and, and specifically for seeing people come to know Jesus and have their lives changed mm-hmm. um, and at my at, at that point in my life. Um, what I had seen a lot was I'd seen a lot of churches that really focused on church people. Um, and and the, the focus was always like, okay, how do we grow as disciples? How do we, you know, care for each other? How do we love people? And those are all good things. Like God's called us to all that. Right. Um, but there was a lack of mission. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a lack of like a grander purpose. Um, and so listening to this pastor, I, I really felt like I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, like, you could do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at the time, like, I did not want to be in ministry at all. So I was like, I, like, I could do what, you know? Uh, <laughs> what are like, you talking about? <laughs> Um, I'd actually, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I'd been, I'd been kind of running from the, the calling of ministry for a long time, but anyways, you know, I, I, I think that that term calling versus dream is very important because I think, I think there's a little bit of, um, probably somewhat an earned reputation when it comes to church planting that people think like, if you're planting a church, uh, it's just because you feel like you have church figured out better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like I need to start a church because, uh, I, I, you know, there's this thing and this thing that the church I used to go to did wrong. Right. Um, or there's this thing and this thing that the other church isn't yeah. doing. Um, and, and the reality is if, if you're starting a church for that reason, uh, God's not going to bless that. He really won't, um, and, and he won't honor that either. And, and that doesn't mean your church might not be successful. People mm-hmm. might show up. Um, but the reality is if, if we plant a church for any reason other than the redemption of people, um, I think we've missed the, the, the bullet. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's just, it's crazy because I, I feel like uh, 
that's the, that's the heart of the mission that God has given every one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've got, uh, I've got a couple people in my life who are kind of pouring into me. And, and one of them, uh, a guy named Jay, just awesome. And one of the things he just brings me back to all the time is the idea that really we're planting a church because we think it's the most effective way to reach lost people. And so it's not about starting a church. It's about seeing people come to know Jesus. Mm -hmm. And because starting a church is the most effective way to accomplish that, we're gonna plant a church. But if that ever changed and there was a different way to reach lost people better, the question becomes, do you still want to plant a church? You know, um, so I, yeah, so that, uh, that, that dream, that, that calling really started in high school. And so I kind of, I kind of like to joke with people that Pathway Church started like 10 years ago. 10 years um, in the making. And, uh, you know, uh, so it's, it's been, it's been really cool so yeah. far. Yeah. That's interesting. You say that about the, we're doing this because it's the most effective way to reach lost people. Just this week, I was listening to some teaching um, out of Stockstill's church and he talked about everything we do. Instead of saying people, he says souls. It's about their eternal soul mm-hmm. and prayer supports that and discipleship supports that. And those mm-hmm. two things are important. Mm-hmm. But the goal of those two things is always the souls for people mm-hmm. to be reached by yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And so it's just interesting that you say that because just this week I was reminded yeah. of that again of like, yeah. and this was in the context of your youth ministry of, you know, you should, all these things are great, but make yeah. sure your goal yeah. is reaching kids who don't know Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's Absolutely. what we're here to do. Yeah. yeah, and everything you talked about, just that idea of mission mm-hmm. has to come before anything because that's what it's all about. And I love how you mentioned too that sometimes it's this idea of, oh, well, this church didn't have this, so I want to make a church that has, you know, this type of worship, or I want to make this Mm -hmm. type of church that has this type of kids ministry. And those things are beautiful, but really at the end of the day, it's about the souls. It's about the heart and the mission behind it all. And I just think that's so important Um, just for any of us and whatever God's calling us to is to go back to why am I doing this Mm -hmm. rather than what is it? exactly look like all the little details because I'm sure throughout this process, there's been times where you guys have had to step out in faith Mm -hmm. and say, you know, we don't know all the details. We don't know what it's going to look like, but we have this heart and this mission that we're going to keep chasing after. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. And when you're starting something new, Mm -hmm. obviously with a church plant, um, sometimes challenges and even doubt. um, I found myself when I'm starting something new, sometimes doubt can creep in just because you know um, that you're doing something new and the enemy comes and tries to attack you more because you're doing something really big for God's kingdom. So Mm -hmm. Tanner, how would you say you've continued moving forward even on the hard days of this process? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's a great question. Um, it's it's funny you talk about like the enemy attacking us mm-hmm. when we push into to territory he doesn't want mm-hmm. us to be in. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that I think the week before we were supposed to, so we have like kind of that we have we have like a, there's a plan. Like <laughs> another thing is funny is like people think church planning is like just kind of like get people together. Right. You start meeting like there's like there's yeah. things yeah. we're doing like there's yeah. a strategy. Yeah, uh, there's there's but, a business side of it yeah. you got to have figured uh, out. Yeah. But we have we have like a group of people who we call 
call our, our launch team who are just, uh, man, an incredible group of people who are just sacrificing daily to help serve as the backbone of, of getting the church up and running. But we, we, we're going through right now a process called our, like our launch team training process. So it's really just equipping this group of people. Um, and so the, the week before we were supposed to start that, I think we had five families on our team test positive for COVID. <gasps> Um, oh, man. And, and every single, like, as far as we can tell, none of those people were from, like, cross-interaction with each other. Like, it was all separate. That uh, is so bizarre. Which is, wow. yeah, it's just crazy. Um, so, you know, anyways, back to, you know, it, it definitely challenges. I think I think one of the biggest things that, that can keep us going in the middle of a challenge, again, it does go back to the idea of calling. Um, and, and for me, um, what's crazy is, like, I, I have never in my entire life felt more purposed than I do right now. Mm-hmm. Like I know I'm right in the middle of what God has called me um, and purposed me to do. Um, and, and that doesn't like change my identity. Like my identity is wrapped up in Christ. That's my purpose is to be in relationship with him. But the calling and the mission God's put on my life is to, to help plant this church. Um, and, and so when hard times come, when challenges come, when things that are unexpected uh, come, uh, there is nothing more secure to be able to lean back on than the idea that God has put you in the season and the place that you're mm, in. Yeah. Um, and that that applies to everybody's calling. It applies to everyone's situation because what happens is if, if you know, a challenge comes your way and you're not certain that you're where you're supposed to be, all of a sudden it's like, why am I doing this? Like mm-hmm. I could do something else. Right. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so, so calling is a big one. Um, another thing that, that's really important is, is having people who can validate and speak into your life mm-hmm. that you're where you're supposed to be. Yeah. So like for us, uh, for my wife and I, we actually went through like an assessment before we planted um, with a, a group uh, basically of people like we went through a whole bunch of like personality tests and, and like mm-hmm. um, different uh, exercises and all these different things basically just for them to determine is this a gifting and, and do we see this in you? And, and so when things happen and I'm like, man, I am not cut out to do this. I can go back to that and say like, I had, I had 10 to 15 people who right. took a deep look into my life and says, you're, said you're wired for this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's also kind of the flip side of that. Like if, if there's a bunch of people telling you like, hey, you're, you're doing something you're not meant to do. Like you, you have to listen. start to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, just, you have to start to listen to that. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and so, so I think those two, two things are huge. Um, and, and the biggest thing, honestly, like, is just like, wh- where does your motivation come from? And for me, like, when I look at the fact, we talk about all the time, like the Quad Cities area, um, this, this blows people's minds when I share this with them, but um, the Quad Cities area, there's, there's roughly in the, like the greater metropolitan area, there's roughly like 475,000 people there. So outside of like Chicago and St. Louis, it's the most populated wow. area okay. in Illinois. It's kind of cheating because it's also, it's on both sides That's of the right, river. Right, right, <laughs> right. You know, still, I just, still, so, um, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and so in, in, on top of that, um, there's a, the, the last time I looked, there's a, a list that the Barna group put out and the Quad Cities area was tied 
for like number 25 in terms of like the population of people who are unchurched or dechurched. Um, so it was almost, it was like 46% or something like that. Wow. Um, so you break down those numbers and I'm just throwing general, you're, you're looking at like somewhere around 230,000 people who don't know Jesus or who have walked away from the church. Man. And so when, when like when a long day gets to the end of a long day and you're like, man, it's been a long day. You, you just sit back and say, okay, um, why am I doing this? And, and who am I doing this for? Um, yeah. It's not for me. It's not about me. It's about other people. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's been huge for me just so far in this season. And 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 don't get me wrong. There's there's been a lot of hard days where <laughs> I, I like I don't do that well. So yeah. um, it's not a perfect art or science. Yeah, God's so gracious with us, though. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. when we don't do things how we think are perfectly, it's right. like He just His grace just covers it all yeah. every mm-hmm. single yeah. day. And even as you were talking, I just almost get kind of emotional just thinking about each and every one of those people's faces. Yeah. 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 Like when you really look at the people, I'm sure you guys can walk around, you know, the city that you live in and just look into people's faces and recognize, wow, like these aren't just numbers that you see, like these are lives. And as Christ followers, our hearts need to be broken over that and really, really motivated by that to say, okay, what am I going to do to reach these people with the gospel? So I'm sure just that's been an incredible just realization for you every single day is it's so much more than the little things that you're doing. It's a bigger purpose. Yeah. Absolutely. It kind of reminds me, we did an exercise with our launch team um, a couple weeks ago where we just asked everybody to write down the names of kind of like the, the three people closest to you in life. Um, and uh, I told them like, if you're, if you're a parent, and you have five kids, just pick your favorites. You know? <laughs> uh, but, uh, the firstborn. Yeah, so just... <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, so, so we had, we had them write the, you know, the three people down and, you know, this is something that I do occasionally um, just to, to recenter myself. Um, you can write those names down and just think through your relationships with those people, um, whoever it is, maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's a best friend, maybe it's a child, a parent. Um, and, and the more you reflect on that person, you know, you, you think about their soul, their eternity. Um, and, and then, then I, I kind of challenge people with this, like now that you've done that and you've got these three people, uh, pick, pick two people to share the gospel with and leave the third person out. And, and, and everybody's like, that's not fair. Like you can't do that. And, and that's, 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 I, I, I feel like that's what God would say to us mm-hmm. when, when we get to the point where we're like, ah, I don't really need to, to share with someone or, you know, that person's not as important because the reality is that the way we look at those three people in our lives is the exact same way that God looks at every person around us. Right. Um, and, and it's viewing people who maybe we don't have enough grace for on our own hearts mm-hmm. with the grace that the Father has for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and that's, that's like, that's the heart of church planting. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, it's powerful, but it's also like, <laughs> I, I, wish, I wish we were all perfect all the time. <laughs> but, same. Um, you know, at the same time, we're all, we're all so broken that we get to this mm-hmm. place. We're like, man, how could I ever do that? Like, how could, yeah. how could I ever participate in something like that? Yeah. Um, and, and I can share with you from personal experience, like I, I am the most unqualified person to plant a church. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like there's, there's nothing, there's nothing special about me other than what God has given me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so everything that, that has led to success with with our church plant so far has always been when we're relying on on our father's strength 
Um, and, and so there's situations and times where like the path forward is just completely in the dark and we had no idea what direction we were going to go or what was going to happen next. Um, and, and God just made a way forward. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's yeah, been so cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. I feel like that exercise you shared, it just makes it that much more personal, right? Mm, as soon as you yeah. kind of put that that personal touch to mm-hmm. it, then it's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I know that happened just for our team last night. We had a student who was um, very involved and on stage sharing just because of what we see in this like student. And we were like, oh my goodness. And she's sharing and we find out that it was like a year ago or maybe 18 months ago at one of our services, she gave her life to Christ. And we wow. were like, what? <laughs> like, and you yeah. know, you put that to you, yeah. the ministry and the work you're doing. Like, okay, yeah. We don't know how many more of those are sitting there yeah. right now yeah. experiencing yeah. the same thing yeah. that the student did 18 yeah. months ago. Yeah. And it just that personalness to it mm. brings the urgency yeah. to what we what we have to share and how important it is. That's so powerful. And, and it kind of takes me back to, to what you were talking about with the stock still. I don't remember exactly what it was, but you were talking about like discipleship being important and this being important, but uh, you know, like evangelism staying at the center. And, yeah. and it's, what's interesting to me is like the church, somewhere along the line, we separated evangelism and discipleship. Yeah. And the reality is just evangelism is just the first step to discipleship. discipleship. And yeah. so if you, if you never if you never share the gospel, you're never actually discipling anyone. Right. Right. And like, it's, it's crazy to think that, that so many people in the church will go through their entire life without ever leading someone to yeah, Jesus or really playing an active role in helping disciple mm-hmm. someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I think, I think for most of us, it comes from a place of feeling like I can't do that or I'm unqualified mm-hmm. or what if, what yeah. if they say oh, no, sure. or yeah. what if I yeah. get rejected? Yeah. Um, and what's crazy is if you think back to the person who led you to Jesus or who had the most influence on your mm. faith, most of the time it like it's not a pastor. Most of the time it's not a you know a, you know a, a televangelist or somebody who's just yeah. got this incredible gift of evangelism. Most of the time it's it's a parent yeah. or it's a friend yeah. or it's a you know it's a it's a youth volunteer. It's somebody who just intentionally said, hey. I'm gonna share my life with you. And when the opportunity comes, I'm gonna share what I know about Jesus with you. Yeah. Um, and, and then it's like, wow, that's suddenly it puts it in terms where that's something I could do, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to like, I have to be a super Christian in order to share my right. faith with other people. Yeah. yeah, just yesterday. Yeah, yesterday we were doing some filming for our kids service I was telling you about. And the lesson that I had to teach um, at the end was the salvation. And I was like, <laughs> uh, I don't know that I can, you know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I work at a church and this is the best thing I could ever share. But it just was so intimidating to think about like me, I, I don't know if yeah. I can do that. Like, yeah. you, again, you feel so unqualified mm-hmm. of like, who am I that like, I should be the one telling the kids watching this service mm-hmm. that they can have a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's, it's so important. And that's at the heart of everything we do. Yeah. Yeah. So we've mentioned already that your church's name is Pathway. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us where did that name come from? Where, yeah. Why was that the right name for the church? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of it's kind of a cool story. And there's a couple pieces to it. Um, we we had some like that was that was one of like the fun early things. There mm-hmm. there's some very cool pieces of church planting um, 
that are just, they're fun. Like they really are. And so I remember sitting down early on with um, some of the early members on our launch team and just like thinking about like, hey, what should we call the church? You know, and so we actually did that like as a group, um, which was a lot of fun instead of me just coming up with like, you know, my top three names, you know. Uh, and, and so one of our team members actually had um, had a dream um, and, and in the dream, she felt like God uh, spoke the name The Way to her, which is actually what the Christian movement was originally called in the New Testament. Mm. Um, and so she woke up the next morning and her husband and she were having uh, like their, their quiet time, Bible study time in the morning. And she hadn't shared with this, this with him. And she, she told me her husband looked up from reading his Bible and looked over at her. And again, they have not talked about this at all and said, what if we called the church the way? Um, and so she, she was like, <laughs> like no. yeah, yeah. you're like, like, okay, God is trying uh, yeah. to say something. Yeah. And so, she, so they kind of brought that to the team. One of the things, one of the things that I love so much about the, the season and the process that we're in is there's so much, there's so much unity. There's so much group buy-in. There's so much togetherness of That's moving good. the mission forward. Um, and so they brought that to the team and we we're kind of bouncing it back and forth. And we found out that the way is actually, uh, the name of like a, kind of like a super popular cult. Oh, <laughs> so no. We're like, well, I can kind of see that. Like, yeah. this is the right uh, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, um, oh. Yeah. Uh, Modify. And and so we we kind of but we we felt like God didn't just give that to them for no reason. And so we we kind of started playing around with it a little bit and came up with some different ideas. Um and uh the the terminology or the phraseology of of pathway um really resonated with our group because we the more we talked about it like the the movement of a person from uh, wherever they're at in life to wherever they need to be is really a representation of, of our walk with Jesus. Um, because whether you're unsaved, whether you just got saved, whether you've been a Christian for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, Jesus is always leading you into greater purpose and into greater mm-hmm. calling. Um, and, and so there's never, there's never a time where you're done walking. There's never right. a time where you get to the end goal it, it, because the goal is always a person. And so Jesus is always coming alongside of you and saying, this is where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the more we thought about that, um, it really resonated with us. And we kind of, we, we have like our, our church's purpose statement or mission statement. And we really just took the great commission and, and kind of um, uh, simplified it a little bit. And so, so we say it this way, as a church, we're gonna go after lost people. We're gonna grow people as followers of Jesus. And we're gonna guide people into God's purpose for their lives. Um, and, and to us, that really symbolizes the, the pathway of discipleship. Mm-hmm. Like when a person comes to know Jesus, they grow as a follower of Jesus and then they get connected with their purpose of helping other people come to know Jesus. Um, like if we do those three things and we do nothing else, I think God's pretty happy with us. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that's, that's really where the name came from. Um, and it's been kind of cool because uh, you know, you just, you have those little moments and then things like, uh, like the logo design, like mm-hmm. kind of came together with like our logos, like three arrows kind of all going in one direction. So there's just, there's fun stuff like that, right. um, that happens, but yeah, that's where pathway came from. So. Cool. Yeah, that is really cool. It kind of reminds me in the Bible, how it talks so much about, you know, the narrow path leads mm, to life and, yeah. and walking on the straight and narrow. Yeah. And <laughs> what's interesting is what you were talking about a little bit ago about that, yeah. um, beautiful partnership between evangelism leading to discipleship mm-hmm. and really how they work hand in hand. 
to me, when I think about your church and pathway, I think about, okay, you're leading people down the path that leads to salvation, but mm-hmm. then you're also leading them to be able to understand what it means to walk on that straight and yeah. narrow path. Yeah. And that's just such a cool idea of that evangelism and that discipleship working together. So love the mission. I yeah. think that the name and the mission are awesome. And it's a great yeah. reminder too, probably, to think about the name of your church. And it just reminds you again of what that mission is, yeah. Yeah. the greater purpose. So mm-hmm. very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, Tanner, that there's been some really pivotal points in this journey where you've kind of stepped mm-hmm. back and thought like, wow, God is so good. He's been so faithful. So we just want to give glory to God for that and praise to him for a couple minutes. And we'd love to hear what has been or have been some of your favorite parts Mm -hmm. of the planting process so far. Yeah. um, My my favorite parts, there's my son crying. (laughs) There's one of those muffled cries. (laughs) Uh, He needs to take a nap. Uh, But but some of my favorite parts of of the planting process, um, they have all revolved around other people's stories. Um, Mm. When, when my wife and I moved to the Quad Cities, uh, we I think we knew like maybe one or two families that lived there. Um, and so for us, it was like, hey, we're gonna start a church. We don't know anybody. Let's move somewhere and, and figure it out along the way. Um, and so it's it's been so cool. I, I love just some of the stories of how people have gotten connected with Pathway. Um, uh, even, even as far as like, um, like I've gotten to the point, it's kind of funny. I was, I was talking with a, a young guy the other day who um, had, had kind of been between two churches um, and, and had kind of been stepping out, um, was getting, feeling like God was calling him to be somewhere else. He didn't really know what, what that was um, or where that was. He was telling me he's praying as he's driving, he was going somewhere. And so he was literally just praying specifically about that. Like, God, where am I supposed to go in terms of like a, a church home? Um, and he got to wherever he was going, pulled into the parking lot, parked the car, got his phone out, and he's got a text message from one of our launch team members asking if they could get together to talk about Pathway. Oh, um, wow. And so, I, so I'm having I'm having a follow up conversation with this this young man at, at coffee. Uh, uh, you know, we're having coffee together and, and I get to tell him like, Hey, like, I wish I could tell you your story's really cool, but that's like normal. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's like, like that's par for the course because like time and time and time and time again, um, there's been people who literally just have reached out and, and talked to someone and they've been like, you have no idea how timely uh, this mm. conversation is because this is what I've been waiting for. Like, this is where God's been leading me. Um, I had one family who um, actually went through just a really heartbreaking time of, of being separated from a church they'd been at for a long time. Um, and, and it was just very damaging for them and their family. It was very hard for them. Um, and the, the, the wife told me, you know, like even at that time when we were getting disconnected, I knew it was for a purpose. I knew God was doing something. And so, you know, she said, God was moving us two years ago so we could be here now to be mm. part of Pathway. Um, you know, sto- stories like that, uh, you just never get tired of them. Yeah, like no. they just, they, and, right. and what's been so fun is like, they just keep happening. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like on a weekly basis. There's, there's a lady <laughs> on our team who, uh, uh, a friend texted her about the church and she lives, she, I'm not joking, she lives two and a half hours away. 
and she oh. comes to be part of, the, wow. part of the, the trading sessions. And so I'm like, like, that's also like my, my key. Like when somebody's like, yeah, I live like 40 minutes. So I'm like, hold on, <laughs> let me get you on the phone with her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, those, those kind of stories just never get old. Um, we, we had, you know, another, another crazy story we've kind of shared with, um, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of, uh, Northwoods, uh, friends and family who listen to this, but, um, just the story of how we literally had a building given to us. Um, you know, we were going Amazing. through, yeah. uh, trying to find a place to, to, to worship, like to, to hold services. Um, I, and I, I don't know like the numbers, but my guess is at least half of church plants in the last 10 years have started in schools. Yeah. Um, okay. because it's, it's like a no brainer that yeah. the school doesn't use it on Sunday. It's cheap. Mm-hmm. It's got all Community, the space you need. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and so that was, you know, that just is, kind of like, that's like the ideal location. Um, and then you have a lot of other places like theaters and stuff like that. And when COVID hit, all of those got shut down. Or if they didn't shut down, the prices skyrocketed because of cleaning fees and all those kind of things. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're going through this process of trying to figure out like, where are we supposed to plant? Like, where are we supposed to hold services? Um, and, and, uh, we, we literally get connected with a, a church, um, that almost like, I mean, it was, it was a three to four week process of them, of us meeting them for the first time, not having any idea that that's what God was like. I had no idea when I first met them that that was what was going to happen. Like I was just meeting with a church in the community, trying to get to know people um, on a random connection from somebody. uh, and, And, you know, two to three weeks later, they were like, this is, this is what God has called us to do. And they, 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 um, basically donated their building to us. Um, it's just crazy. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's super cool. So it's, we've been in like a super busy season recently, um, you know, just, uh, renovating the building and, and continuing to build the launch team and getting people ready, Mm -hmm. connecting in the community, all those kind of things. Um, but, but it just comes back to like every single one of the stories, um, primarily revolved around someone stepping out in faith that God would move on their behalf. Like one of the scariest things in the world is to reach out to somebody and ask them like if they'll be part of something, yeah. you know, cause we're all afraid mm-hmm. of being rejected. And mm-hmm. so something that I, I share with our launch team members um, when they're connecting with people about being part of what we're doing is sometimes like it, it's not about you, like they may say no, but if you don't share with them, like if God puts them on your heart and you don't share with them, you rob them of the opportunity to be used by God. Like, and, and, and like I'll, I'll tell some of our team members, I'll be like, huh, I never thought about mm, yeah. it that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and really like that's, you know, kind of going back to the conversation about evangelism. I, I think that's the way we have to look at sharing the gospel yeah. too. Like, you know, it, nobody wants to be told no, but at the same time, if, if you don't share with someone, how will they know? This is, this is kind of, Mm -hmm. there's a, there's a great, fantastic book, um, uh, called eight to 15. I cannot remember the name of the author right Mm now. Um, but, uh, if, if you guys are listening to this, you should go buy the book. Um, but anyways, uh, I'll have uh, to add that to the list. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really focuses in on, um, the, idea the author goes through and identifies places in um 
in the New Testament where the word oikos is used. Um, and that phrase oikos um, really means like household. But mm. at the time, like the, the cultural context, the household was not just like you and your immediate family. It was like you and your immediate family and your grandparents and maybe some cousins and some of the servants. And so the author goes through like all these different places in scripture where it says like so-and-so got saved and got baptized. And then it, there's this little follow-up line and his whole household came to believe too. Um, and so he really dives into the idea that all of us have an oikos. We all have an eight to 15. And, and it's not necessarily uh, a, a small group book. It's really like there are, there are people in your life that you have influence over that nobody else has. Mm-hmm. There are people in your life who you have a relationship with that nobody else has. And so if, if, you are not going to share the gospel with those people in some way. Who's going to? Right. Um, and, and so that's that's really that's one of the things that our our church is is functioning and founded around is the idea that like we're not bringing people to church so that um, you know the pastor can share the gospel with them. We're equipping people so that they can go and share the gospel mm-hmm. with the people in their lives. Um, and, and then it comes down to like, are, are we more focused on bringing people to our church or are we more focused on sending people to people who need to know Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, that's, a, uh, that's a hard transition for a lot of us to make mindset wise. Um, and, and it's also, I think it's, it's what, you know, we go back to that idea we we're talking about church planting is the most effective way to reach lost people. I think statistically, if I remember correctly, don't quote me, uh, <laughs> this is, this is all audio. So there's no manuscript, <laughs> but, um, I, I think, I think statistically on average in the first three years after a new church is planted, like 23 people come to know Jesus. Um, and then the, the stats just drop off the chart mm. after those first three mm. years. And so there's, there's something I, I'm not, I'm not an expert in this, but there's something about the newness of starting something where we're better able to focus on the purpose and the mission for which we're doing it. Yeah. And then it seems like after, you know, those first couple of years, it just starts to become mm. um, stale in a way, yeah. Yeah. or we, we start to get more focused on our building or on yeah. our, uh, you know, our, uh, our favorite ministry. Um, yeah. And we lose sight of what God's called us to, which, you know, is sad. Um, yeah. and, and so we have to figure out as, as followers of Jesus, as people who are part of the church, we have to figure out ways to continue to stoke the fire in the churches we're at for the yeah. mission and, and for the purpose God has called us to. Yeah, I love that because you want the people that are a part of your church, that are starting your church, that are devoted members of the church and of Christ, you want them to be so excited and behind the mission that that doesn't get lost throughout the years. Absolutely. That they're going out throughout the week and they're Mm. inviting people from their secular workplaces or, you know, their eight to 15 people that Mm. they're really taking that seriously and investing in those people. It just makes me even reflect right now about people in my life that like, Mm wow, I might be the only Christian they know or the only, you know, person who has that influence. And so I think that'll really encourage anyone who's listening to just think about who are those people you have an influence over because God has them in your life for a purpose and he wants to use, wants to use each person to, to bring them into a relationship with him. So yeah, so good what you shared. Love it. Yeah, we were just talking before we started that we're excited about this topic because we feel like 
not a lot of people talk about church planting, that it's not something I'd be like, oh yeah, 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 I know, I know what you're talking about. I know what that yeah. entails. I know what that's <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah. It's just not an experience or something that people really know a lot about. So what is it that you want to say to those people who just don't really know about church planting? Like, what do you know now being in it that we mm-hmm. don't know? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, like <laughs> we haven't even launched yet, so like, <laughs> you like, still all, know more than me. <laughs> all, all I can all I can speak from is is a is a few months of experience. Um, but the 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 things that come to mind primarily, um, one of the things that immediately comes to mind, like if if you are not part of a church plant and there's a church plant in your community, um, I can't say this strongly enough. Those people are not your enemy. Like mm-hmm. I feel like as a lot of the time as Christians at established churches, when when a new church comes to town um, and gets planted, our immediate thought is like, we have enough churches here. Like, go plant somewhere else. Yeah. Like, why are you, you know? Yeah, um, and, and we should be like, holy cow, that's so Someone's exciting. Someone's on our team. Yeah, but, I know. Yeah. We should, and, and so that's I, I don't know. That's something that that I you know when I was in when I was in high school, I was at a church. Uh, my dad's a pastor, and so I was at a church. And I remember there was a church plant that came to town, and that was like the that was like the feel at the church I was mm. at. It was like they were the enemy. Like, and nobody would come out and say it, but it was also like like why like why are you you know? Um, yeah. And so so I think the biggest thing is like remembering number one that. You, those people are on your team. Like, and again, it's not theoretically, if a church is being planted for the right reason, those people aren't yeah. coming after your people, you know? Yeah. Uh, this is something we talk about all the time at Pathways, the idea that churches don't own people right. um, like God does. <laughs> and yep. and so, uh, you know, mm-hmm. another big thing too is like, man, if God is calling you to be a part of a church plant and you're at an established local church, um, I might be speaking out of ignorance here, but but your pastor or your church should be thrilled to send you and to bless mm-hmm. you and to equip you to go help with that yeah. because you're on the same team mm-hmm. again. Um, and and yeah. so I've, I've been around, like there's been some some really just um, awesome people um, in, in my life who've encouraged me, like uh, <laughs> Andrew Wingo was on, mm-hmm. the, on the podcast last, uh, last episode, I think. Um, and uh, one, of the, one of the best conversations I ever had with that guy um, was there's a, a family from the Galesburg campus who joined our launch team. Um, and Andrew called me, he was so excited. He was just like, dude, I'm so happy that they're coming with you. And I'm like, how many people, how many pastors mm. Would can do that, do that yeah. and say that. And and man, I love that guy. Um, but but it's it's so cool because that conversation represents the heart of the mission of the gospel, mm. which is our our little C church is not the big C church. Um, and so a church plant is not is not a threat to you as an established church. It's a threat to the the kingdom of the enemy. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's an awesome thought, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's that's one thing that immediately comes to mind. The other thing is like, uh, and I don't, like, I know everybody's busy. I know I know everybody's got like things they're dealing with in life mm-hmm. and, and they're, you know, your, your personal life is hard and those kind of things. And so I'm not saying this to minimize or elevate church planning. It's super hard. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just plowing a lot of really, uh, really rough soil. Mm-hmm. Um but it's also so worthwhile. Like I said earlier, I've never been so exhausted in my entire life, but I've also never felt more excited to wake up in the morning. Um, and so like, if, if there's an opportunity for you to be involved, pray about it for mm-hmm. sure um, and make sure. But but if if God calls you to it, like dive in head first because he's got, he's got a plan for you and for your life to do something awesome. So. 
Well, throughout this episode, I'm sure that some of our listeners, just by what you've been sharing and hearing your story, uh, might have had their hearts stirred by something that you said. So yeah. how can someone mm-hmm. um, listening to this episode get involved with Pathway yeah. or just church planning in general? What would be the first step? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if you want to if you want to learn more about Pathway, uh, you can check out our website. Um, it's it's www.pathwayqca.church. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can you can shoot me an email or, or you, I'm sure Kayla and Lydia could help you get a hold of me um, if you need to. But For sure. um, you know, the I, I would say the the big thing um, with with church planting is like it's happening all around us yeah. all the time. Um, like there are a ton of church planting organizations. There are a ton of churches that are planting other churches. Um, like if you want to specifically be involved at Pathway, um, I'd love to have a conversation with you about being part of the launch team. Um, you know, we're, we're always raising financial support. The biggest thing though is you could just pray for us. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, the, the, the path that we have walked, I am 100% convinced has been opened up because of the, the power of prayer. Yeah. Um, and, and we just have some some faithful saints who have just been, knocking down the gates of hell (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, every morning for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, be praying, but also again, like if there's, if there's a, if there's a stirring in your heart as you're listening to this, um, God might be calling you to step out in faith and to be part of helping start a new church. Um, And I promise you again, it will be really hard, Mm -hmm. but, but you will, you will be blessed because of it. And, and you will, you will not be sorry um, if you're following God's, God's plan for that. Well, finally, to wrap us up, last question. What is something that God has been cultivating in your life in this mm. season? That's a great question. Is this like the question you end all the podcasts okay, on? Okay, actually, you're the first one. But the yeah, first I one? think it could, it oh, could be a new thing, depending on how this, this goes. Question, uh-huh. No pressure. Like, Isn't this yeah, a good no pressure. Like, what are but you're you the first one. No, I'm, I'm so excited. I was like, <laughs> I know. I, I know. The... We're, we're constantly growing and evolving. <laughs> yes, we're cultivating things <laughs> we're here, cultivating. you know? <laughs> no, that's that's really cool. Um, yeah, I would, say, I would say the big theme in my life recently has been the sovereignty of God. Um, and, and it comes from um, just the idea, uh, I think it's, um, I think it's uh, 1 Corinthians, again, don't quote me, terrible mm-hmm. pastor, uh, 1 Corinthians, <laughs> I think it's 117 um, that says, um, in, in him, all things are held together. Mm. In him, all things are held together. And, and it also says he is before all things. And so this mm. idea that we serve and follow a God who knows what's going to happen, who orchestrates it together for good. And, and, and what's what's awesome, and I love this, I was sharing this um, at Converge a yeah. couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. is this idea that like, we feel like we can mess up God's plans. Um, like <laughs> we feel like, man, if I make this decision or that decision, like God can't use it. Um, and the reality is if, if you will make decisions with the intention of honoring God, God will honor the decision right. that you make. Like yep. God can take whatever decision you make like and 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 use it yeah. to fulfill his purposes. Like you you're going to serve God one way or the other. You're just going to be Judas or you're going to be John. Um mm. and so the, the question you have to ask is like how do I how do I want to be involved with what God's doing? Um and so yeah, that that that's been being cultivated in my heart is this idea that man as long as I will stay on board with God and will follow where he's leading, God can use me to accomplish his plans. Um and so that that idea of sovereignty, like if you're listening to this right now, 
whatever you are going through, whatever you are dealing with, whatever problem you feel like, like you can't handle, if you will turn it over to a God who is absolutely, completely sovereign, I promise he will lead you through it and he will bring you to what he has for you. So that's good. That's good. When you shared that in Converge, I remember sharing with our girls that night of, you know, Hope and I, who lead, we're about 10 years older than them. Like, mm-hmm. uh, life doesn't necessarily get any easier 10 <laughs> years later. Like, it doesn't. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you about that. Yeah. But what we do have is more of our own story to see how God is working mm. that out. Absolutely. That, like, we're in similar place with you of, like, I can look and see what God was doing at high school. Yeah. That prepared me for right now. Absolutely. And like right now you're in high school. Yeah. So it's going to take you a while to see, <laughs> but I promise you that yeah. is what he's doing. Yeah. We promise you again, we're yeah. not going to promise life gets easier yeah. or not, but we are going to promise you that you will see more of what God is doing yeah. in your own life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm. And even as you shared your story today, you know, you can, you're a great example of looking back to, you know, several years ago when, you know, God was calling you to this and you never expected it. And just to see throughout mm-hmm. the years, everything he's done yeah. um, is just so powerful, so awesome. And yeah. we're just so, so excited um, to be able to watch from afar, but, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. be able to pray for and support yeah. Yeah. your guys' church. Yeah, so sure. can we just end the episode by just praying over Absolutely. your church? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, God, we just thank you so much for Pathway Church. Um, Lord, we thank you that they have a clear mission and heart um, just to reach people with your gospel. And I just ask God that um, as the years go on, as they start the church, that they would never lose sight of that mission, of that call that they um, have just felt you um, leading them in and giving to them throughout the past several months and years. Um, God, we just thank you so much that you've just been preparing the way for many, many years, Lord, that you've gone before this church plant um, and you'll continue to be faithful as it continues on. Um, God, you just have great plans for it. We're believing in advance that Mm -hmm. many will come to know you um, through Tanner and the rest of the launch team's um, just faithfulness Mm -hmm. and even more than just their faithfulness, your faithfulness. And you being a part of the process, because God, without you, um, we can't do anything. Um, Anything that we try to do in our human strength isn't worth anything unless you're a part of it. And so I just pray that every single person on their team would um, just keep you at the forefront of their hearts, keep the things of you, the purposes and the ways of you um, above anything else, God, throughout this whole process. And we just pray that you bless their church. Um, Just go before them, Lord, and continue to be their peace, continue to be their leader, continue to be their rock throughout this entire process, Lord. We just thank you for their church, and we just ask that you would bless them um, throughout the next few years and throughout the entire time of their ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, again, Tanner, just thanks so much for being here today. Um, It was just so great to hear from you and hear your story. God is just up to some really cool things. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, absolutely. And listeners, if you want to hear any more about Pathway Church, again, Tanner mentioned it earlier, but their church website is pathwayqca.church. Have a great rest of your week.